0: Hustling, 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 hustling,
1: hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Corey,
2: what's up? Uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, we just had some Thai food um, yeah. delivered, which
1: was nice. And We used Grubhub. We used Grubhub. Uh, we, we, just... we did a quick search, though. So we looked at the menu on the website. Prices were... Reasonable, and then we went to Grubhub with our two dollars higher per item. Checked Seamless, checked in a couple other places, and it was saying, "Screw it, got Grubhub." Uh, it was here within an hour. Yes, yeah,
2: within an hour. Um, so we'll talk about food food startups today. A lot of activity in the the food industry, um, the intersection of of eating and and technology. A lot of exciting stuff that you know I've been kind of experimenting with, and I think that you know, um, has proven that, you know, innovation has, has really kind of reached all aspects of our lives. Um, the first let's talk about, um, kind of like grocery delivery, which I think in the last year, I mean, 2013 has been a big year for that. We saw, um,
1: it's like the resurgence of web, uh, the web 1.0, what was yeah, it? Web van, which failed pretty, pretty poorly. But I think that, this is a much better time for
2: that. I mean, I think in terms of, um, you know, uh, mobile, I think is a big contributor yeah, is the
1: biggest thing. Yeah. Mo- really mo- this mo- to happen.
2: Mobile's huge. Also, um, you know, I think the, um, the excess capacity of, of people who are working as, you know, part-time, you know, contractors and who need extra money on the side and, can be contacted you know mobilely on the go whether if they're at a coffee I guess, shop
1: i think it might just be stemming the income income inequality even more though
2: it is it is so i mean like that's a so, whole
1: other topic yeah it's,
2: i mean so yeah it's a whole other topic but you know you have something like um uh you know google shopping express which is something that i use quite a bit yeah um they uh they kind of launched this earlier this year in beta in san francisco and if you live in sf uh Definitely sign up for the service because I think they give you six months of free, um, free delivery, mm-hmm. which is huge. And they've partnered with uh, Target and there are a whole uh, slew of retailers on there now. Whole, on there. whole Foods, I think Knob Hill Foods is another like local one. Um, and I think they just maybe have gotten Costco, and um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a similar to what eBay did with eBay Now, which is you know day of on demand. Um, I'd
1: be curious delivery. to see. A, I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast, but a matrix of all the different services mm-hmm. and then what you could potentially make, like the average take-home pay of those services. So uh, eBay now courier versus a Amazon fresh delivery person versus a Postmates person versus an Instacart versus an Uber driver versus a TaskRabbit
2: from what I've seen and I've talked to some of my uh, Uber drivers and um, Lyft drivers in the past, uh, some of the power users are on multiple platforms <laughs> and you know, so they have, you know, they have a cell phone or they have an iPhone and you know, they, they might just sit around all day looking for work. And if an Uber customer hits, they'll, they'll go pick them up and take them out. And if they don't hear anything from Uber, they'll turn off Uber and turn on Instacart and then go do a delivery, just to kind of switch things up and, you know, so they're not just like driving around all day, or they're not just like shopping for groceries all day. I think they, I think that they all. I mean, I've heard that people are making upwards of four hundred dollars a day if they work a full day on Uber. Or, yeah, and I'm sure it's similar for some of these others. But so going back to just grocery shopping, do you what, do you use any of these? No, no. Instacart is a really nice platform. I think um, they raised uh, like a big Series A. I think like five or six million bucks, and. You know, they're, they're kind of, uh, you know, tackling food delivery from, like, a very, uh, you know, like, data-heavy
1: logistical standpoint.
0: Yeah, they had you know, that
1: ex-Amazon logistics person on there. Yeah, their and so, yeah, and
2: so they just understand, you know, where they can um, find inventory. And they're almost predicting, you know, with, I think, some machine learning where they're going to get, um, you know, the most you know, uh, ordered products in the, in do they the, mark up the products? I think they do. I'm pretty sure they mark
1: up products. I think they have
2: to. I mean, I think that, um, uh, because delivery, the delivery, um, are what, so small, yeah, what is it? Like bucks, how, you know, how could they, how can they make a profit off of, you know, just, you know, five bucks, assuming at least, you know, 60, 70% of that is going to the actual courier. Um, because, you know, I wouldn't you know. I don't think anybody would, would deliver for Instacart if, you know, for, if, for one hour's worth of work, they're only making five or yeah. six bucks.
1: I think the biggest the reason why I haven't adopted something like this, I've used them before. I don't use them regularly. Is I, I live three blocks, four blocks away from Trader Joe's in a safe way. And I'd much rather just go walk down the aisle and pick out what I want. Like looking at the items and putting them in my own basket than using a service. If I could take a picture of my receipt from Trader Joe's. and Well, but I think that people
2: like you will eventually come around once it gets it gets reliable enough because it's reliable so, enough. I've used it before. You get it within a couple hours. Yeah. You get it with a couple hours, but imagine you can get everything that you want. And the next time around, you can go into your previous order history and just select all. Yeah. And, I guess that's where uh,
1: once I put the initial investment into yeah. doing it once, it's much easier to tweak it going forward. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I like Instacart. Do you use um, I've used it a couple of times. Um, I think that, you know, I think they've, uh, They've marked up on a couple of, you know, a couple of items and I just, you know, I don't think I'm busy enough to the point where, yeah. you know, taking a little walk, which is kind of like a breather from my day to Whole Foods or Safeway is, is, isn't, it's not that big of a deal for me. I don't, I'm not... I enjoy, I enjoy the experience of kind of going to the market. Um, I don't want to be stuck in front of a computer all day. Uh, and I think that if I just didn't go shopping, I'd probably just be working or doing something like that. Um, but, you know, I think Google Shopping is a pretty cool one because – well, at least right now because, you know, it, in an attempt to compete, they've uh, – They've given that free shipping, which is huge. And, you know, like, for a lot of little things from Target. Well,
1: I'm excited to see Amazon Fresh, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but would you pay for their, like, it's $299 a year for, like, same day? Oh, it is. They don't do the Prime? It's not not. part of Prime. It's a separate, it's like a separate package, which includes Prime within it. It's like $299 a year. I was checking it out. It's pretty cool. It's all local stuff. Yeah, it is cool. I... I don't know. I haven't. I honestly, I just I eat out like three, four times a week, and I don't know if I'm going to be a regular customer. Yeah. Maybe down the line, I think. Um, I think that it's definitely something that will be commonplace. Um, you know, in a few years, just because. You know, if you don't, if you if if you had an app that had all of your favorite grocery items and that you can just. You know, every two weeks, kind of every week, just kind of go in and check the box of all the things you need and then maybe add a couple extra things. And it's delivered to you by the time you get home. I mean, that's, that's, that's a no-brainer as long as the economics work, as long as yeah. I'm not paying an extra 40 bucks, you know, every time I, I use one of these services. I think that Amazon will probably – I think Jeff Bezos um, in that 60 Minutes uh, uh, segment about Amazon – mentioned fresh and how they've been in beta for like four years uh they, so they haven't nailed it yet they yeah. haven't nailed the uh the economics they haven't they haven't figured out how they're gonna do it without taking a huge loss i mean i think right now google is probably taking a huge
1: loss on on some of their yeah. uh, the shopping express stuff because is amazon fresh i don't know if you know this are they holding inventory
2: I don't know. I think they'd in the probably way that, have to. They'd probably
1: have the to. The way they had it set up in the 60 minutes, it was like they had a bunch of freezers and refrigerators within like Amazon warehouse and the fresh people were going through and picking stuff up and putting it in the cart. I'm not – so – Yeah,
2: I mean I think they would have to and I think that with Instacart, they have like Instacart – they have like Instacart.
1: Instacart's going to the grocery stores and just picking stuff up, well, right? Well, no. So they have. they have
2: – I think they have two – um variations of the delivery service. One is like um Instacart Select or something like that. And that's for a lot of the basic items, so like tomatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're not gonna go to Whole Foods or Safeway and get your tomatoes. I think they have a certain amount of inventory or they have a um preferred you know source where think they think about a lot that. Of- that's
1: crazy. They'll yeah. become basically a a grocer.
2: Yeah. And I think that I think that people want that. I mean, I mean, think about think about what people were saying about you know Uber and Lyft. I mean, oh, I can just you know, if I live in New York, why would I need Uber? I can just walk outside if I live in Manhattan yeah. and get it and get a taxi. But you know, it's even that much more convenient if you, you know, no one's gonna be waiting yeah, for you. yeah, the one's going to be waiting for you, and you know, you don't have to take out your credit card and it's all taken care of. And I think I think it's great. I mean, I just don't know how they're going to make the economics work. I mean, even if they have 80% of the stuff is all in inventory, right? Like the milk and the, and the um, onions and tomatoes, produce, all that stuff. I mean, it's still, you're going to have to pay these, these people, these, uh, these couriers, you know, something to keep them off these other platforms, right? Like why would you drive for Instacart? if you could drive for Lyft and make more money. Yeah. Right? Like, so they have to compete on that end. Right. Cause you know, even though they don't directly compete as a, as a service, you know, they're competing for, for uh, yeah. talent, for talent. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they're going to make it work on that end without pissing off customers by increasing prices to the point where people are just going to say, screw it. I'm going to go buy my own groceries. I'm not going to pay a 20% markup. So I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, I have some friends who are, like, very, very uh, loyal Instacart users that, that, mm. that they don't – they never go to the market. Like, yeah. when, when they're at work, you know, 20 minutes before they're about to leave, they um, they hop on their iPhone and hit, you know, the 10 or 9, 10, 11 things that they need. And by the time they get home, their
0: groceries arrive, you know, within for the next 30 Yeah. So Maybe they should start using it. Yeah, I mean – I so, what, I'm more, what I'm more excited about, actually, is uh, same delivered to your door, but uh, like Blue Apron and Plated, which are services that they have these chefs or people uh, that put these meals together, and they send you exactly the right amount of ingredients to your doorstep. So you like the idea of cooking, but you, you want to do it yourself? But you... I like fresh ingredients, healthy stuff. Delivered to your door. You have know, you tried Have you it. tried them? Yep. So you've done, you've done like Blue Apron. You're I've like, I've done, I've done
2: one of them, it, it's, it's cool. So, so what is? It? You want to make like um, shrimp scampi or something like that right, on a bed of arugula? Or okay. <laughs> and so you know, you look
0: and you say, okay, that's the meal I want. You click it, and then they, they have a preset menu throughout the week. I think. And okay. Like, oh, I want these, these, and these. Okay. Uh, they're both slightly different on how the model works, but on average, you're spending ten bucks per meal. Okay. Which is, I think, actually pretty reasonable, because uh, if you go buy all that shit at the grocery store, anyways, you're spending ten bucks a meal. Because it's like, oh, I need a uh, thing of rosemary and some nutmeg and whatever right, else. right, 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 right. You're actually making like a really good, delicious meal. You don't have to find a recipe, get all the ingredients. It's all shipped to you. Yeah, I mean, I and that works like well if you do it maybe two times a week. You have dinner just two times a week, so you get an eight throughout the month. And then you're not having to worry about grocery So, shopping. okay, I don't – okay, so
2: people like you and I and probably most of our listeners, we don't cook that often, right? We're, I cook uh, fairly often. How often do you cook it for dinner? Uh, four times a week. Oh, you do? Yeah. But what do you make? Pretty simple it's stuff. It's really simple, like I'm poor shit stuff. Like, and, but, spaghetti, yeah. And but also, you probably have like a couple go-to meals that you're like good at making, yeah. Right. So that's that's my that's see that's kind of like my concern is that like I I'm the same way. I, I probably only cook like once or twice a week, and there are a couple of meals that like I you could enjoy save so making. Much money if you made money. It, you know, so I mean, I, I could save money, but at the same time, like when I want to experiment, I end up just. I just want to go get, like, a nice meal made by, like, a professional, right? Like, I mean, when I had a girlfriend, I think that we we experimented with cooking more often. And I guess there is a market for it. But I don't – for something like Blue Apron, I don't see it – I see it as, like, a really cool novelty. But I don't see it becoming, like, like a core part of my, like, regular um, life. Like, I don't see myself – like once a week or twice a week ordering from them, just like getting excited about like making something that they like decided on. But I mean, I, I, that said, I think that there is a market for that. Maybe you're not the market. Yeah. The busy people who still want to cook nice meals, but don't want to like have to research, um, you know, recipes. Yeah. And then they don't want to have to go through the hassle of, of going
0: and buying all these specialty items. But then on the other end of the spectrum, it's delivered to your door from restaurants and other places, too. Yeah, and those
2: have been around for a while, but I think they've gotten, like, I think they've improved even better. Grubhub I mean, and Seamless. Grubhub and Seamless were kind of like the two big ones. I think they merged. They did merge. So Grubhub is now just, it's called Grubhub, right? Did they merge Seamless up into Grubhub? Yeah. Okay. And so those are great. I mean, they have partnerships with a ton of restaurants in the city, and I'm sure many other cities. Eat 24 is another great one that has a ton of partnerships and, you know, these are, um, these are, these are just kind of uh, technology platforms that are integrated into the individual restaurants um, point of sale systems and then the restaurant, which already delivers, can just send out their own delivery man, um, but take the order in uh, through, you know, Grubhub,
0: through Eat and then... Um, process the order and send out their own delivery man. But now, what's trending is uh, if, if a service or a restaurant does not have delivery, services popping up to offer delivery to those restaurants. And that's and so
2: those are the ones that I'm most excited about. Uh, Postmates is one of them. It's so expensive. It is expensive. But, so expensive. But but think about all of the restaurants that you like that don't deliver, right? Oh. And how underserved that market is for these places that you know i mean
0: not worth the price in my opinion but but but, but okay for example if i want a burrito from if i want a burrito from papa Bote, mm-hmm. uh, just me Give me eight nine bucks a burrito fine plus 14 what 14 15, 15 is that bucks? how much it costs yeah
2: but imagine if there's, four of, us, there's four of us here All right, and yeah. that's what we want we don't
0: want the
2: three random mexican joints that are on e24 right uh, or or the ones that are open at like 10 30 at night what if we want we know that taqueria cancun in the mission is open till 2 a.m and we're sitting here and you know as i'm scrolling through grubhub i see like there's only like three restaurants open like one crappy chinese place one you know indian place and like one mexican place has horrible reviews well no i know taqueria cancun is open till 2 a.m and there's four of us here we'll just split the delivery cost we'll get we'll get the exact tacos that we want delivered right here Yeah. I mean, so it's cool. I mean, I think that's, I think that's something, um, and, and think about all the fancier restaurants that don't deliver either, right? Like, um, some of the, like, kind of hipper spots, um, you know, in the Mission, right? Like, Flour and Water, right? Like, they probably don't deliver. They probably, didn't, they, they probably don't let you do pick up there, though. You don't think so? No. Okay, okay. so maybe, maybe, that's, maybe <laughs> that's a bad example, but there are probably a lot of restaurants that it's just not even worth it for them because they're a, a dine-in establishment. It's not worth it for them to have a... Uh, a, a delivery guy on on payroll that just like sits there and you know does deliveries or to send you know during a busy night like a Friday night like to to send one of their bus boys or yeah. um servers out on a delivery you know that because you know two people want um you know, to, you know take takeout. I think that the Postmate Postmates is is a is
0: a really interesting model because what else is there besides Postmates? Um there was this one we were talking about earlier DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash isn't there another one besides Postmates so they did some sort of
1: besides delivery?
0: Postmates. Um, what was Postmates originally called? I don't know. Was it called something else? Postmates was a spin-off of another courier service, I thought. Get it now? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But
2: DoorDash looks pretty interesting. They're doing kind of the same thing. But it's funny, on
1: Angelus they call themselves uh, the new FedEx. And... That just seems like a way to get investment. investment Yeah, maybe they did.
2: So I think what they're trying to do is be the logistical delivery company for everything and anything. Whether it be, you know, um, a pack of um, Phillips head screwdriver, uh, you know, screws at, at Home Depot. But doesn't Google
1: Express have a better chance of doing that than DoorDash?
2: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that. It's tough to compete with a company like Google, especially um, when Google already
1: uh, their war chest is on the. They end. have the
2: war chest. They they have the infrastructure. They they can take a loss for they many like, many many months. But at the, the same truth. time, Google is going the partnership route. You know, right now you can't on Google Shopping. You can't get stuff from you know the local hardware store here. Yeah, but you can't
1: do that in Doordash either. Not yet.
2: Not yet. But right now with Doordash, you can pretty much get delivery from any restaurant... Well, it's, I think it's only in Palo Alto. It might be in San Francisco. It looked but, like
1: Palo Alto, not with
2: you. Um, you could get something from any restaurant in Palo Alto. And so the idea is that, like, eventually, you'll be able to get something from any establishment where you can buy stuff. And think about it down the line. Any Anywhere where you can buy something, DoorDash can get it to you, and there, there are promises that it's within an hour. Um, so the same way eBay now and, and Google shopping is trying to, to, get you same day delivery. They're going to be, they're going to yeah. try to be that for everything and not just the preferred providers like eBay, eBay now has, 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 um, you can get anything from Best Buy within an hour. So like if you, if you're, if your, um, wireless keyboard just broke in the middle of the office and you're really busy, you can't even think about it. Just go on the app. You got a wireless, the same wireless keyboard will be delivered to you in an hour. Yeah. And I guess the idea with DoorDash is sort of the long tail. It's not just partnerships with some big companies. It's it's will will um will be the logistical delivery provider for anything and everything. It could work. I mean, food is a good place to start because that's the thing that kind of people order on demand more than anything. Yeah.
1: I'm skeptical. I think there's a lot of other people that are already putting pieces in place to capitalize on the. Like Uber? Uber, Post... Like, all of them. And I think this they're, they're positioning themselves that way for investment dollars. Like, They got some pretty good investors. And they these do. Are, they have some really good ones. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to discount them at all. I'm just saying, yes, uh, they say they're the FedEx, but oh, they're delivering food. Right. And they're creating POS systems for restaurants.
0: Right. Um, and so,
2: I don't know. I, I really do like the Postmates idea. I mean, I don't know if it's for everybody. I mean...
1: What I, I really want to try... Is Spoon Rocket? Spoon Rocket. Which one is that again? I think there were comedy. Spoon Rocket. They have a chef, and he makes two meals per day. I think it's commercial kitchen. Uh, One vegetarian option, one uh, meat option, and it is delivered to your door, hot, within 15 minutes of you ordering it. Fifteen. Fifteen minutes. But you have one option. You have one option. Today's and it's six bucks. It is six dollars. Fifteen minutes, one option. And I think what's happening is they're making the meals. You know, they cook the meals and make them. Okay, And then they heat it up. They have a proprietary heating system within the car. No way. So, like, you're like, boom. So, the, no, this guy might be over on, like, 5th and Townsend. And he's just sitting there waiting for the next mm-hmm. order. Pops in our orders. He's here. We're eating hot, hot chicken tikka masala. And, and, so, today's and menu on Spoon Rocket is...
2: The vegetarian option is roasted poblano macaroni and cheese. Sounds fantastic. And then the meat option is chipotle glazed baby back ribs. Um, with Six bucks.
1: Is it $6? $6 a meal. I don't think it's available in San Francisco yet. Is uh, it? It's, I think it's Berkeley in Emeryville right now. So there's way too many people living in this city for that to, yeah. to try to scale that right away. If you don't
2: have a special lifetime membership spoon rocket membership will be $40 a year for non-members yeah that's a cool idea i mean i think it's a cool idea that's what's
1: innovating really in the food
2: because they're yeah right but if you live in a big city like this well the six dollar price tag is incredible that's incredible and i don't think that that's going to stay forever but i mean we just got a pretty nice hot meal right like i mean is is it going to be that much better than what we just got I don't... It's six bucks. We just spent 20 bucks a piece. Yeah, that's true. So, it's the price is that is, is what...
1: Price, and that took us... That took an hour and a half to get here. Okay. So, then...
2: Oh, I guess the reason why it's... The, the reason why the cost is so low is because they're making one meal a night. They're making one meal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I another, think it's, it's another, pretty innovative. It is. Another cool one, um, which isn't nearly as innovative, but I think could get some traction, especially with the city crowd, is Zesty, um, which...
1: Sort
2: of you granolas out there. Obviously. Yeah, so so Zesty is sort of like the Grubhub, but just for a healthy food. And what they do is they have um, a list of restaurants, but also entrees. Okay. So you can go by entree, right? So instead of Instead of just going by what, what restaurant you feel like eating, you start scrolling through and you're like, oh, this is the steak salad from Noodle Bar, and this is the um, you know the garlic noodles from um, Sunflower mm-hmm. Cafe, right? And you know there's a big picture of the of the of the dish, and then you uh, click into it and it gives you the nutrition facts of the dish, and so. Um, they, they're only partnering with, uh, restaurants that have healthy meals. And so, you, you know, you know, if you're looking through and you want to make sure you have something that has like the right amount of protein, not enough, you know, like low calorie, et cetera, or, and you can search by your type of diet. So like if you want to search for paleo meals and you want to search for vegan meals, you can get, you can see all the vegan meals. Yeah. And then you can see the vegan meals and see which one, um, you know, by calories and then, you know, have those delivered directly to you. So Kind of neat. Um, There's a lot of cool... We'll never have to get off our couches. What? Yeah. I mean, I think that what's scaring me with, you know, this, this um, the mobile, uh, you know, web movement of the past couple of years is that at what point do we don't even, do we not have to even, like, leave our couch anymore, right? I mean, we have... You wouldn't have to right now, I don't think. I mean, well, we have... You know all the entertainment that we need on our um, tablets and our computers and our TV, and then we have food delivered to us. Then we have um, groceries delivered to us. We
1: have. If you're gay, you have grinder and have men delivered to
2: you. Yeah, well. pretty much. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, um, Wash I O. If you want to get your dry cleaning <laughs> delivered to you, right. Uh, oh, and um, you know they have these like house cleaning apps like Homejoy and Exact Cleaning if you want to get your apartment clean. Homejoy just
1: raised twenty million bucks,
2: right? So you don't have to actually do anything, right? So assuming you're like a coder, you can just sit at, and you're working from home. You could just like sit at home all day and do nothing, and everything is just everything, yeah. Which I don't, I don't know if I like that anymore, or I, I don't know if I, I if I like where society's going if people just aren't even you know doing anything. Everything is just kind of. Handled for them.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just. I just saw like six business ideas in my head while you're saying that. Oh um, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, you have to tell me offline though.
1: Offline, of course. Don't
2: share it with any of these people. What are you doing for the holidays? Uh, I'm gonna probably go down to L.A. Maybe San Diego, see some mm-hmm. family, uh, get some get buying some, gifts, get some stuff. Do you buy gifts
1: for your your family members? Yeah, we
2: actually um, just my immediate family, my brothers, and my parents. Um, I taught my parents how to uh set up like Amazon wish lists and um mm. and showed showed uh I told my mom she doesn't need to ever like shop in like malls ever again cuz you know that's pretty stressful for um yeah for her and it just make it easier if we all kind of just put kind of things that we have on
1: our what do you any items what what do you getting your family members.
2: Mm, I haven't even decided. I mean, what is it? The 13th? I got a
1: couple of days with Amazon
2: Prime, you know, 2-day shipping. You could 23rd you can really, yeah, and Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um let's think. You know, uh, I'm thinking about getting um, we don't really get each other like expensive things. I was thinking about getting my uh, one of my brothers a Chromecast
1: Oh, that's a great gift! Great gift, right? I don't want to get
2: one just throw in my bag. It's it's a great. It's you know a, what I'm saying? It's like thirty five bucks. You can put it into any TV that has an HDMI out. It's great. It's it's a, it's, gift. It's a great gift. Um, they're only going to have more partnerships
1: as um yep. as as, uh, no as time goes on. I yeah. think the other big gift, uh, tech wise this year, are uh, health and activity trackers. Yeah, those are good. There's been a lot of that. Uh, what's your favorite? Then? What's your favorite one? Well, so my sister's a big
0: runner, and or at least I think she is, but she sent me, she's like, hey, I want this for Christmas, and it was the Fitbit Flex.
2: That's the newest one? The, uh, was the that the one ones. with
0: the, um, is there like a, a digital screen on it? So, this one has like the indicator dots on it, uh-huh. so I did a quick Google search, and then I found the Fitbit Force.
2: That's the newer one. Which is
0: the new, new one that has the clock on it. Mm-hmm. Also, it'll take into consideration floors you've climbed, so oh, elevation, cool. and... Coincidentally, well, in my Facebook feed a couple of minutes later, one someone I know works at Fitbit Force of this article the wire cutter referenced in our last yeah podcast. Uh, so the Fitbit force is the best fitness activity tracker. so I'm gonna get that one from my sister for the Fitbit force the one with the clock on it.
2: yeah uh, I wish I, I wish the the newest uh, uh, jawbone um, up was a little bit cooler. I was kind of disappointed with their newest one. Because yeah, I really is, love their uh, product yeah, design. I know. And, like, I love, I love, like, how sleek it is and how it's, like, a band that, that kind of just yeah, class on no, like out it. like a class. But everything I've heard says that the Fitbit Force is better. Ooh. And so um, I've still kind of been hesitant to buy one. Do you,
0: do you think that uh, smartwatches, that smartwatches will just put, have this functionality in them? It's like the Pebble, for instance. Uh, if I had a Pebble... It'll do all the stuff that Fitbit does, plus it'll be like a fully functional smartwatch. I think so. I mean, I think that. It has to be. I mean, smartwatch. so
2: you think about that first Fitbit Flex, um, it was a band, but you could take out the actual, um, the actual, uh, the little um, electronic node that had the light, the LED indicator on it. Uh-huh. And it was just a little sort of, little little plastic thing that you like clasp onto this like cheap plastic band. Right. It. So it really isn't that, it, I mean, I don't think that there, it requires that much, um, you know, yeah. so, like hardware space to put in. Because I want that. just to
0: have one device, one thing.
2: My thought is that I think that Apple is taking their time and perfecting whatever smart watch that they're developing in house and, they're not going to put it to market until it's perfect. But when it does come out, I think it's just going to blow everything. It'll be the away. new iPad. Yeah, I think I think it'll be just like that thing that, like, I mean, they hired they hired the CEO of um, which company was it? Burberry. 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 Yeah, and the CMO. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a luxury lifestyle brand that has a lot of expertise in making, you know, beautiful high end products. And I think that Apple understands that. If you're going to make a watch that people are going to wear, it's got to be beautiful. It's not yeah, only got to be – it's got to be functional, it but it's also like got to be beautiful. beautiful ass. It's gotta... And it can't look like that, that ridiculous Samsung Gear watch or whatever that is. Yeah, it's just nasty. No one – I mean, okay, if you're – unless you're like a techie software engineer that works at like Microsoft, like no, one, no one's going to wear that thing. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think that if Apple comes out with – in the next two years – when they, I think, I think it's a when, not an if. When they come out with their smartwatch, it'll incorporate all that stuff.
0: And it'll have a great Maybe brand behind it. it'll have like a great brand. Modern day Livestrong band. Everyone fucking have one.
2: I mean, I think I just think that it'll be something wearable that makes a fashion statement, but also is functional in everything you need. Right? Like you can you can quickly look at your text messages. Well,
0: you're just saying that you might switch to Android. Yeah,
2: okay. um, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, that's another that's kind of something on my wish list um so i um i think i want to buy an android device
0: and sort of experiment a little bit more i told you man i told you a couple weeks ago that i was kind of curious to see i think the next iteration of phones that comes out next year i'm gonna that'll be my decision yeah
2: so my my buddy uh uh, stefan who works at google um gave me his old uh, Nexus device. It's a Nexus 4, which is last year's uh, sort of flagship Google um, Android phone. And I've been kind of playing with it for like a couple of weeks. And the first couple of days I was like, yeah, this is not my iPhone. You know, it's nice, but nothing. And now, and then I kind of slowly started tinkering with it, um, downloaded a couple apps. I mean, there's a couple of cool things that you just can't do with an iPhone, um, one of which is uh, you can download uh, a thing called a launcher, which is sort of the um backbone of the software. Uh-huh. Um it's basically like a skin for the entire um sure. for the entire operating system, right? So like the look and feel of everything. And there's a ton of them. They're free on the Google Play Store. And you can just, you know, you know, download one and like tweak little things, right? Like you want, um you know, the the um, activity bar to be this color. Or you want, like, when you swipe to the next page of apps, you want this animation, right? And, I mean, I think that there's a lot of cool things going for it. I kind of want, I think for Christmas, um, a tablet. And Android tablet? So why? And, So here's why. Um, I can so, understand a phone. So the, the Nexus phone, well, I'm not ready to give up iMessage, first of all. Uh, I really like... I mean, that's really the they thing that's locking me. They can
0: iMessage on Android.
2: I, I heard about that, but then I saw... There are a lot of, like... There's these, like, knockoff, off um, you know, apps that were, like, you know, built in a day by, like, some random developer. Like, there aren't any, like, trustworthy oh, I, no. iMessage apps. So, no, but... Um, you
0: Do you know, think Apple... Sorry, real quick. Okay. Do you think Apple will build iMessage for Android or no? No.
2: Mm, maybe. Actually, I take that back. Because they did end up... They did end up after, like, five years making iTunes for Windows. Windows.
0: But that – yeah, but that's different though because that was just to get Windows users to buy an Apple hardware device. Yeah, iPod. Whereas if Apple made iMessage for Android, I could comfortably switch to Android. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they will that's never, true. they'll never build iMessage for Yeah, iMessage. I don't think so either. I mean I, I
2: really like iMessage. We actually, our last episode, we talked about messages, and we actually didn't even get into um, sort of how I think Apple is dropping the ball with messages. I mean, a lot of the core features that <clears throat> some of the most popular third-party messaging applications are implementing could easily be implemented by Apple. I think about what
0: Apple could do with,
2: and if they know. just put in, you know, they hired, acquired like one or two of these um, messaging startups that 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 couldn't scale, and then you know, improve the quality of the software. I mean. Messages is so critical. But, I mean, back to Android. Android is getting better every single iteration. I mean, like, the reason I want to buy the tablet is, you know, the software is great, right? You're still running, you know, the same, like, you know, Android 4.4 KitKat, which is their latest build. And, you know, the reason I'm hesitant with the phone is, um, is, is because of the iMessages. Yeah, but also because
1: that's your daily carry.
2: Yeah, and, and phones are more expensive. The Android Nexus Seven, you could buy a 16 gigabyte one on Amazon for 180 bucks right now, and the iPad Mini, which is its direct com- competitor, is like 399. Well, for
1: the for the Retina,
2: okay, for the Retina. So, but still, I mean, it's almost 200 dollars more expensive. This is a secondary. This is a secondary advice. Um, a secondary uh, or maybe even like third uh device right for someone like you Pretty, and me, right? Like you have your yeah. MacBook, you have your cell phone. You know, your tablets gonna be kinda just for fun. Like do you really want to spend like five hundred bucks like if you're gonna buy like thirty two gigabyte one or buy one with LTE? you really I'd like be a, more
1: inclined to have an Android phone and an Apple tablet than an Apple phone and an Android tablet. Why is that? I don't know. I d I haven't been impressed by any of the Android tablets I've seen.
2: I mean, so the Nexus 7 is just – it's essentially this, but it's just yeah. seven inches. It's its just –
1: Yeah. But and
2: also, but think about it. You, you know, with tablets, you tend to just consume a lot. Like, you just consume media and you consume
1: you – know, Yeah, all you do is consume.
2: Yeah, like uh, movies, TV shows, books, maybe music, um, paper, read it later, Pocket. Very and, rarely
1: are you creating content on those. And,
2: and – and, and, and you're probably typing a lot less, right? Because you're probably not sending, like, yeah. long-form emails or anything like that. So – and you're not texting all the time. So I think that, like, to spend, like, a less than 200 bucks on an Android device, get me – What about a Kindle? I'm not into the Kindle tablets. Are you?
1: No. I was just curious. What you
2: no, I'm just – I'm not into those. I, I like – low price point. They break even on them. I, I like – I, I, I am uh, – I mean, from the Google people that I've talked to – they say that the Nexus Seven, the tablet, is the is the best device that they make um, because the build quality is pretty good, um, and it's essentially. I mean, it's cheaper than it's just cheaper than the phones because it doesn't have the um, you know the 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 GSM chip sure. or whatever, and so it's it's it, you're essentially getting that pure Android experience, but you know, at a way lower price point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why not? I mean, it's like it's it's almost like if I don't like it, it's, it's 180 bucks. But like with the, with the iPad mini, I mean, that thing, that thing is really expensive. I mean, if you want to get the retina one, it's yeah,
1: you know, $400, it's expensive. But yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I need to like, the one thing on my wish list, this is kind of going off topic again, but I want a so house. Why? It was a really cool experience. Uh, especially if when I get like a house, but outside of at my buddy's parents, Jordan's, his new their new house. And walk into the kitchen. They had recessed speakers in the in the kitchen, and uh, she had her iPad Mini out and was controlling the music. And you connect like Spotify songs, Pandora's, so everything's in the the app. And she's like, "Oh, boom!" Plays this song, turns it up. It's all through Wi-Fi through your iPad or your phone. All throughout the house. Throughout the house. So she's like, "Oh, back patio on uh, master bedroom." But you have to have a speaker in every room, right? So, I think you can hook up, if you have, like, a regular system, you, you can hook it up to a bridge. Like, they have this, like, Sonos bridge where you can hook up your standard speaker system to it. Uh-huh. But then, yeah, or you buy the Sonos speakers. It was just a really cool experience. So, but,
2: so, so, the idea is, like, how much does the whole system cost?
1: I think you can get a speaker for 200 bucks.
2: But then that's one speaker. Then That's, that's one d- speaker.
1: But you can get a bridge for 50 bucks where you can, like, tie in your existing speaker system to it. Oh, gotcha. That way it just lets it work over Wi-Fi. And
2: then, so, any... Any speaker that's in
1: the range
2: of the Wi-Fi that has the bridge attached to it can can be controlled. Yeah. And then you can just control
1: all speakers. That's really cool. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I I, – The fact that it's always on and works with Wi-Fi uh, I think is a huge usability plus. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Bluetooth, like limited range – and it's a pairing they ask to pair, and sometimes you have pairing issues. Like, Wi-Fi is just like boom; it just works. Another a gift that I kind of want is
2: um, so I gave my jam box to my mom. Oh, a while I love back. my jam box. I didn't like the sound; it was it wasn't loud enough. Did you ever find that problem? Do you have a mini or a big, A regular one? Yeah. No, I get the big. You have the big. I have the big. Do you? I mean, but that's not portable though; it's too big,
1: right? Uh, I don't know. I. I love
2: it so my um my it's roommate my reasons. roommate has this one called the ue boom okay which um actually the wire cutter um rates as like the best mobile bluetooth uh speaker and it's it's cool because it's also water waterproof to a certain extent oh, wow. so it's a little bit more durable and yeah. rugged um it's the same size as small jam box but I want to say that the sound quality is as good as the large jambox. It's probably at least twice as loud as the re- the small jambox.
1: That's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, and it's the same. It's like one seventy nine. Um, I've been impressed with that. I mean, I think that I just love I love Jam or Jawbone's product designers, but like I feel like a lot of their products are underwhelming in terms of like execution of mm. of the actual um, of the act you know the actual product. I mean, they're designed well, but like. Like that, the jam box. I feel like they
1: could pack in so much more sound into that
2: small. Maybe yeah, I one. don't know.
1: I was really impressed by the small one and the big one. I don't know. I,
2: I think maybe I was used to, this, or I was impressed by the small one until I realized that, like, if you're outside, like if you're at the park, the jam box is okay, but like
1: it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really get as loud as it that, could. Yeah. Sound is one of those things, like uh, speaker systems, and sounds just like where a site like the wire cutter, I feel like, really adds a lot of value because I don't know. Beats by Dre, three hundred dollars or over the head, like those. There's no way that's any different than another two hundred dollars set versus a hundred. I don't know. Yeah,
2: and that's good to get like the opinions
1: okay. of of a Some ton of much. experts. We'll yeah. It.
2: What was that? You sent me a um a link to a new website that's kind of like Wirecutter for like apps or something. I did. What was that? Yeah. Wasn't it you? No. Um, oh, what is it That sounds amazing yeah it was um, some guy came out with a company that's uh, and he and he was and he specifically re- re- referenced that it was like wire cutter for for um, just mobile apps and um, I thought it was you that sent it to me but it was a great idea right it's like um, uh, you know just these are the best productivity apps like this is the best diary app or like that this is, is awesome this is the best calculator or the best weather app. You know, and that's cool.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think that I I want to do like a, a wire cutter, like a really well designed uh, blog for apparel gear, uh, stuff like that. I just got some new underwear that I freaking love. Ex officio, have you heard of these? No. Ex officio. Ex officio. E X O F F I C I O. I believe it's spelled. Um, just picked some up on Amazon. Okay, I'm uh, pretty happy with my Calvin Klein underwear. No, 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 no. You got to get these. You can okay. wear them for six weeks without washing them. I don't want to wear my underwear for. You six weeks. You don't have to. Weeks. I'm just saying that's like they're meant for backpacking. They're really, really comfortable. They don't smell. They have like a some sort of what's it called like micro something in them that. What? How did you find out about these? Jordan told me about them. Okay, and they're pretty well known. It's like these two backpacker guys. They were on Huckberry, I think. Okay, um, so multiple people told me to get them, so I got those. Really happy with those. Got these new undershirts, Mister Davis undershirts. Mister Davis, check these out. Really, really comfortable undershirts. And they're built perfect, so they have a, a little bit of a longer back, so they stay tucked in. Okay, they have a shorter sleeve. So, if you're wearing something short sleeve, like you know, the undershirt sleeves don't pop out, so you never know you're wearing them. Deeper V, so you never know. Um, like the, the perfect undershirt
2: that's great. Yeah, I love
1: stuff like this. I mean,
2: there are, um I guess this will be my tidbit for the day, but uh, there, there are a lot of um, sort of curated blogs um, and websites like the Wirecutter yeah. wire cutter that I really um, enjoy. One of them for sort of men's interests, like men's style and grooming. I think uh, Blunk, our friend told it, told me about it. It's called Valet. Okay. And so um, they just, What's yeah, the URL? Uh, uh, ValetMag, okay. I think.com. And so they have like three sections. It's like uh, style, Uh, living and grooming. There's no reason why we shouldn't curate our own. Yeah, and so, you know, but so, like, perfect example, it's like with, like, grooming, it'll be like, um, you know, these are, you know, the best, like, shampoos. And they're not, like, freaking, you know, Johnson & Johnson. And, like, you know, like, the stuff you find at Rite Aid. And they're not, like, really expensive, like, high-end stuff either. It's, like, kind of just, you know, stuff that, under the radar, like under the radar, these good guys stuff. in
1: Brooklyn are making the best stuff at exactly. a reasonable price.
2: Or, like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the website now. Um, it says so there's a, a section on shaving, it's like two day scruff, how to maintain the proper whisker length, right? <laughs> Just like random stuff like that, or um, you know, uh, you know, the best new colognes or something yeah. like that, you know. So, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of random good stuff in there, or like. The style section is pretty good, and it links to a lot of yeah. um, kind of good, uh, smaller brands that you might not have heard of. And um, I'm going to check out these Mr. Davis shirts, though. I'm pretty excited. I love undershirts. Yeah, I wear an undershirt every single day. Yeah. I check okay. them out.
1: Uh, what about my, – my Sorry, go ahead. Uh, what, what's, uh, what, what are you going to leave us with here with uh, as um, far as just, a tidbit? So I found this app called Metric. Metric. And it's a music app, and it lets you – I mean, it's just kind of fun to fuck around with. It lets, you can play Here, I'll just, I'll just do it. And let anyone really make a song. So here, they have, like, they give you a beat. And then you just, like, tap these little tiles. So you can start, like, recreating these beats and then... Oh, and wow. Here's, like, a clap. So is it a game or... Uh, I don't know. It's, it, you can just like... You can buy different... I don't know. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And now I think I got vocals here or something. But what's the point of it? Are you making music? Yeah, you can record it and like make a beat. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool.
2: Um, so this will probably be our last podcast
1: of 2013, right? I think so. Until... What I've learned about being a hobbyist and with podcasting is one, it's not easy to do. No, not at all. I mean uh, we don't do a lot of uh a lot of prep beforehand. We kind don't of do like a lot prep it. we don't do any prep. Um, but in terms of t- technology wise, it's not easy to do. For us to get this online and put it on the app store, it's actually really, really hard. Um, by us he means me because I haven't done anything and it's all Mike Proust. Yeah. You still owe me 25 bucks for the software. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll, okay. ven- I'll Venmo you. Um, but or, in all seriousness... Or Google Wallet. Or, or Square or, Cash. Or any of the other payment services that we'll touch on in 2014. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say... Yeah, it's really hard to do, but we could do some more episodes, but I... I don't even know how, like, you could, we could call in maybe and do, like, a call, but then maybe yeah, figure out how to record could, that. I don't know how it, to do the that. The quality would
2: be pretty low. You would have
1: to... We might turn off our four existing listeners. Yeah. Well, I got two more this week, so six. Okay, cool. Um. Maybe I we could do, like, I could plug in you into the mic. I don't even know how that it works. It'd be tough. I don't even know how... I mean, it works because... People do it all the time. Yeah, people they, do too. I feel like Bill like Simmons sound, always have, has people on the phone. They have sound boards and stuff like that and more advanced things. We mm-hmm. are have an iSight microphone. Uh, cool. Well, it's been a hell of a 2013. The bubble was started this year. Uh, yeah. What else,
2: makes, what else happened this year? Like My New Year's resolution is to uh, to podcast at least once a
1: week. What about you? It's a lot considering this almost didn't happen tonight because you were driving. I know. Um, okay.
2: Twice a month? I think
1: twice a month. I just get better
2: at podcasting. Get better at podcasting. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to find some... some uh, A better way to, to, to be more efficient and to, to bring better content, I guess. I think we just got to shoot from the hip more. I don't think it has to be about tech. I mean, we're good at tech, but... I like your idea. I mean, there's. I mean, you and I. I think we're um, we're very curious people, so we're always kind of discovering new things, whether it's tech or. I think we could have
1: our own curated um, brand online. I I mean, I think the bubble is not.
2: Where did you find these Mister Davis T-shirts? Come on, these are this is
1: amazing. I love it. How much are they, by the way? Uh, I think like eighteen bucks. Eighteen bucks, yeah. Free shipping. Uh, when I was back in Indianapolis for work, and I was I brought up. I brought up artificial underwear, like, dude, have you heard of these? Because this guy's a big backpacker. I was like, oh, I live by these things. Oh, nice! And he's like, have you seen this? And he had a button down, but then he like lifts up his shirt, <laughs> and it's a skin toned undershirt. <laughs> and I was like, no, what is that? He's like, it's a Mr. Davis shirt. And I actually think he found out about them through a Facebook ad. And oh, really? That way, yeah. So I also bought them, uh, but really loved him, and his stamp of approval uh, got me to purchase some, and I really like them. But I also did a look up online and read the reviews, and Mr. Davis was ranked one of the best undershirts there is. Wow. Uh, Mr. Davis. But I think Jordan bought some stuff on Everlane, based on your Everlane. I love Everlane.
2: I mean, I still love their shirts. I mean, and their shirts are cheaper than these uh, Mr. Davis ones. I'm wearing one right now, actually.
1: Yeah, but that's not – I wouldn't even consider that an undershirt. Corey's got on a white v-neck. But here's the thing. uh, With some really masculine chest hair. Popping ever so slightly up but, with a cardigan on. It's not, it's not an undershirt. That's like a... Well, so here's the thing, though. That's the beauty. They're 15
2: bucks. So, I mean, this Mr. Davis shirt is 18 bucks to give you an example. So, I don't feel guilty wearing this as an undershirt. Having said that, I can also wear it as a standalone and wear it out because it isn't, like, as uh, you know, isn't low You quality. do not
1: see an undershirt. An undershirt is a shirt you do not see, in my opinion. Okay. I think that's a t-shirt. But 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 I can wear this under a collared
2: shirt and you wouldn't see it. Yes. So then it can be an undershirt. That's small.
1: Multi- yeah. So it's multi-purpose. But
2: because because if you and we're, we're uh,
1: no, this is what the this is what
2: this is what it's all about. This, this is, is what, what the, the people want. Is. <laughs> if you have a shirt that you can only use as an undershirt, and you can never wear it on its own,
1: then you, it's a single purpose. I mean, I'd like to wear it's a single something. Single-purpose shirt. That's like your Hanes, basic cotton t-shirt, couple bucks. Those are the ones I love. But I like a shirt that I can wear underneath, but then if I
2: don't feel like wearing a collared shirt and I just want to wear a, a v-neck and, and jeans, I can wear this too. I don't have to have a separate pile of v-neck shirts that I wear on their own yeah. and then and then a separate pile of undershirts. Yeah. Right? I like that dual use. I mean – You can rock it better. You will – You can. Sort- it's a Manhattan Beach lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't wear a lot of layers down in Southern California, so um, we need to have, you know, shirts that we can wear at all times. Yeah. And we have a lot more shirts, I think, than, I mean, I don't have that many sweaters. I, I, I have, like, less than five sweaters. Um, I don't have
1: many clothes. You probably have a lot of sweaters I mean, back No, home. not really. I'm trying to be, yeah, I don't, maybe, I maybe have five sweaters. Um, You're trying to be lean? In my lifestyle, I got rid of so much stuff this week. This week, I donated two massive things to Goodwill. I yeah, I just cleaned up a lot of crap out of my room. Oh, here's I went some- through. I went through old flash drives uh, and other media storage things. I had just a pile of them to see what was on there, and I have some amazing photos from college. S- speaking of
2: that, I have an old hard drive from like 2004 that I dropped. Mm-hmm. and now when I plug it into my computer, it doesn't read it. Okay. But it has, like, all my photos and, and files from college. You tell totally get that restored. Yeah, where do I get that restored?
1: There's all kinds of specialty places. Are there? I yeah.
2: Okay, well, I'll have to ask you about that. Um. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I actually just, um, on the way up here, uh, heard uh, this NPR um, segment about shirts that you donate to Goodwill and, like, where they end up. Um, where do they end up? Well, uh, the, 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 because I donated
1: some skeptical shirts that I probably won't ever see them. Yeah. So the story,
2: the story followed, um, or they interviewed this guy, um, who I think he's living in New York and he grew up in uh, a small town in Minnesota and he played lacrosse and he had this shirt. It was like this tank top, um, his like high school lacrosse shirt and um, uh, it was like a maroon shirt with his number 5 on it with like the little cross sticks and it said his hometown on the front right and so he donated to Goodwill after like 10 years of like it being his favorite shirt Mm -hmm. but then he's uh, traveling in Africa and he's in Sierra Leone (laughs) and And um, he's in like a village and he sees a kid in the distance wearing this lacrosse shirt. And he's like, oh, my God, how does he have one of those shirts? And the kid turns around and it's number five. And it's his actual shirt. And so uh, he was kind of like the focal point of the segment. But they talked about like the supply chain of how goodwill takes – um, they probably want
1: to take the top percent of yeah, theirs. they take
2: you know so they take some stuff and they put it in the store and if it doesn 't sell in the store, then it goes um back to goodwill and then goodwill sends it to this like big textile factory that decides you know what stuff gets um nothing gets thrown away, some stuff gets turned into rags, some stuff gets um resold to maybe some other um you know company that yeah. maybe thinks that they can sell it, and then the rest gets um uh, the textile company keeps and ships over to Africa and then they sell it by the barrel uh to um you know uh salesmen in Africa who are willing to take a risk. They don't even know what's in the barrels. And they'll take they'll take a barrel and then they'll dig through it and
1: then they'll put stuff out That's there. That's crazy. Yeah. Similar story, not nearly as it's not across <laughs> continents. Uh my first apartment I was in North Beach, had a bunch of shirts I want to get rid of. And uh Put him in a bag and just put him in the alleyway right by my place. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of homeless people and stuff like that walking through. Uh, months later, I'm in Washington Square Park, uh, drinking some beers, and there's this drunk kind of homeless guy uh, giving people a hard time or whatever, just ragging people in the, uh, in the park. And he's wearing an IU hanging with my nomies t-shirt. No way. Which is just—it's like lawn gnomes with like little hat and like IU on it. And It's one of the kind shirt that I got at this like college store. And he had an on. so That's like amazing. he got it from there. And he was wearing it that day. I saw him in the. Park. I have a picture with me and him and the shirt. That's but amazing. Yeah, it's not me and Sierra along with my lacrosse shirt, but yeah, it's kind of like I always wonder what happened to uh,
2: what happens to all those uh, like Super Bowl shirts that they that all go, they, yeah, yeah, they all go o- over overseas, yeah, yeah, um, and. I mean you think about it, if you don't speak English and don't know how to read English, you don't care what it says. I mean it's kinda of like it looks foreign, it looks cool or if like you need a t shirt. No, but but, <laughs> but but I mean but so these shirts aren't even like they're not given to like the needy. Like they're they're sold. Oh. Um, you know, in markets in, in like Nairobi. And so but you think about it, like how many people you know that wear, like, random uh, shirts with, like, Thai lettering on it because it's, like, cool. Like, <laughs> oh, I went to Thailand, right? And, like, we're 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 the same. We're like those idiots. They're like, oh, there's a Thai. And it might say, like, <laughs> you know, Bangkok uh, soccer team 2004, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's just the same thing. We just think it's cool because it's foreign. So um, I guess I yeah. will have to check out Mr. Davis. Are you going to put all this stuff on the blog?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do everything for this podcast, so why why stop short?
2: Okay, yeah, that's great. I'm glad.
1: Um, we need a new blog. I we need a new Tumblr theme. Maybe you can get on that. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, do something custom,
2: or just pick one of their. I think uh, we need to have like
1: a, our own curated section. So, uh, content like articles, and then gear we like. So Mr. Davis T-shirts, ex officio Everlane uh, apps. You know, we need to break it down a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I'll I'll find out that uh, website that's the uh the the wire cutter for apps. Oh, I think I found it. The Suite setup.
0: It's really cool. like
2: the wire cutter for
1: apps right down to its affiliate based business model. So we'll put this up there too. Um interesting. So they're probably only covering paid apps then if it's an affiliate business model. Yeah, that's why well, cover well, a free app.
2: Yeah, that's true. What's
1: the incentive of covering it? Oh,
2: I guess they probably have to put some content on there to like you know, I mean, yeah. not they couldn't only... I mean, I guess they could survive only on, on paid
1: stuff. Um, but, yeah. I think the iTunes store... I think it's 8% affiliate fee in the iTunes store as well. 8%. And then on top of the 30% cut that uh, Apple's making off, off of the app? No, no, I think they're gonna straight 8. So, if it's a buck, I think he's going to get 8 cents or whatever. Yeah, but, but of that 99, of that dollar,
2: Apple's also getting 30 cents. Uh, 30, 30 cents.
1: Yeah, but I think... The eight cents comes out of the thirty. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So Apple's going to get twenty-two then, because want it... of.
2: Wait. So why does yeah. Apple get less? That sucks.
1: Wait, they drove traffic to the Apple store to get a download.
2: Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, uh, we'll post all this stuff. It's
1: just like yeah.
2: We'll have some new, um, new content. We'll probably get back to like messaging and um,
1: and Uber probably uh, at <laughs>
2: some point
0: in January too. Uh, all right, man. Both. All right.
1: This is the bubble signing out
0: 2013. Cheers. All right. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.